0: Okay, uh, it, it's uncanny, isn't it, Ralph, that so much of what you write in a column from 14 years ago is still highly applicable and relevant today.
1: Well, history repeats itself, especially when you, uh,
0: <laughs>
1: especially when you don't make, take decisive action, and this is just all sadly, sadly predictable. And, Israel was forced to stop essentially uh, for what 14 years ago. Uh, it was only a matter of time before it happened again. It's, it's, it happens, and it's not that it doesn't just happen to Israel, Michael. For instance, if you remember in 2004, uh, the Marines under Jim Mattis had almost taken Fallujah from uh, the 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 fanatics. And what happened? International pressure on the Bush administration. Um, for right, basically drove Bush to panic and he, he stopped mattis just short of the goal line so what happened you know, we knew we'd have to go back again the next year and we did and it was bloodier for everybody so there's a, the basic message the basic theme in so much of what I've written over now, what, almost five decades now is that when you take action in any sphere uh, it must be decisive it must shift the Shift the, the planet basically off its axis, and start again. And if you do not follow through, if you cave in to the voices saying, "Oh, those poor Palestinians—they're all—they're not all terrorists." Well, no, they're not all terrorists. But none, none of the 1,400 dead Israelis were, were terrorists. They were mothers, grandmothers, children, babies. And this level of bestial inhumanity. As, uh, as witnessed earlier with Al-Qaeda, now with Hamas, which gets worse and worse and worse, it cannot be tolerated. And when Hamas, or any organization anywhere in, in the world, uses human shields to protect its fighters and especially its leaders, the attacker, who, who in this case Israel, isn't to blame. We have to be absolutely clear, Michael, that the people who use humans as human shields Use their fellow, in this case, you know, their fellow Palestinians as human shields. The blood is on their hands, not Israel's. And again, you and I have talked about this over the years, Michael. The fundamental issue everyone has to keep in mind when dealing with the Israeli, Palestinian, and other terrorist conflicts. The fundamental difference is that Israel wants to live in peace. Israel's enemies want to kill every Jew. Now, those are pretty different rules, and I can tell you who wears the white hats and who wears the black hats.
0: Okay, in terms of who wears the white hats and the black hats, uh, there are American forces definitely wearing uh, the white hats in Iraq and Syria, who have come under, apparently, over the weekend, a very intensive rocket fire with more people injured, uh, what is the United States going to do about this? Is this one of the reasons that the Ike, the uh, USS aircraft carrier uh, Dwight Eisenhower, and its whole battle group is moving into the Eastern Mediterranean? Uh, what What does President Biden uh, do about uh, the the attacks on U.S. forces by uh, uh, terrorist groups? funded by, directed by, uh, dispatched by Iran.
1: Well, certainly we've sent uh, two carrier battle groups in the Eastern Med and toward the Red Sea and toward the, this huge zone of conflict, and that sends a strong signal. The primary, Their primary mission is deterrence, to tell Iran, Syria, any Hezbollah, anybody else, that we are ready, and we're not going to take any guff, to put it politely, uh, from you. And um, the attacks in Syria, were trying to divert our attention, uh, and at the same time weaken our position in Syria. And we did respond with, with aircraft, and we took out the terrorists who were immediately behind those attacks. You're going to see more today. Just today, you saw another um, rebel attack out of Yemen against the Saudis in the in the border area of Saudi Arabia, southern Saudi Arabia, because they're the. Iranians, well, you're right, the Iranians are behind all of this. Uh, The Iranians are trying to divert the Saudis so nobody can, so they're too occupied and preoccupied to get involved in any kind of peacemaking. Um, They're doing their best to peel people away from Israel, the Iranians are, and so far they're failing, actually. Uh, The greatest danger to Israel right now, honest to God, I mean, for all the blood that has been shed and will be shed, the greatest danger to Israel is the international media and international public opinion, which is easily led. And when those on the extreme left uh, or the extreme anything start telling the lies, oh, Israel's killing all these babies, and you get artificial intelligence involved and and phony clips, as we've seen throughout this conflict, uh, people don't know what to think, especially less educated people in underdeveloped countries, uh, those who are maybe fellow Muslims, uh, they're, they're easily led, and, and Israel is vilified. And the reason I said what I said earlier about the clear difference between Israel and its, its enemies is because we lose sight of that. We get wrapped up in the day-to-day. You know, so the, the Hamas, let's say Hamas uses a kindergarten class as human shields. Well, you know, who gets the blame if, if the kids are killed? Israel does. And so Israel has to, Netanyahu, I don't always admire everything he does, but he and his war cabinet must stay the course and really go all the way this time. If they don't, you'll do it again. And Hamas and the ter- other terrorists will be their actions will be even uglier, even more brutal if you don't finish the job. If you don't wipe the plague out of your city, if you if you don't cure the disease uh, all the way, if you don't cut out all the cancer, it comes back worse.
0: As Ralph, what do you say to Uh, People who believe that the United States uh, should cut off uh, all aid and support for the Ukrainians who are struggling to defend the independence of their homeland.
1: I I think that's just insane, Michael. And it it not only would mean a much tougher fight and a, a bloodbath in Ukraine, it also would do real damage, profound damage to our security, to our national security here and to our allies in Europe and around the world. My God, if you can stop Hitler be, 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 before uh, he, he uh, Congress, France, stop him. And right now, you know, we're at the point where Hitler's, um, <laughs> the new Hitler, Putin, is really on the move. But hey, the bottom line of it, take a motion out of it, the guy's a mess, Putin says he hates us, he admits he hates us, he wants to harm us. He wants to break up the Western alliance. He wants to hurt our economies the way his economy has been hurting. He means ill by us. Putin wants to do us harm. He wants to do your listeners harm. And so we have a situation where the Ukrainians, God bless them, they have not asked for a single U.S. fighting man or woman. They're, we, you know, we're not fighting this fight for them. They're fighting our fight for us. Ukrainian blood. Is protecting the United States of America and our interests and our people. And if we cannot send them a couple of bucks by Washington standards, given the waste in this country, uh, the cronyism, the the corruption, the nepotism, if we can't spare, you know, a spare change for Ukraine when they're fighting our fight and dying and fighting hard and fighting bravely for freedom, for democracy, for independence all the things we swear or claim that we stand for as a country, how on earth can Republicans of all people in Congress, how can they support Vladimir Putin? And make no mistake, anyone who talks about cutting Ukraine aid, aid for Ukraine, anyone who talks about that is a Vladimir Putin pawn at best. They're actively supporting this totalitarian monster who is doing his best to destroy a country striving for freedom. And, yes, you'll hear, oh, well, the Ukrainians are corrupt. You think the Ukrainians are corrupt? (laughs) Well, try some of the gerrymandering in the United States. But but also have a look at Russia if you want to see corruption. The Ukrainians are trying to fight it. Russia has been fostering corruption in neighboring Ukraine. And they, they... Putin thought he had his corrupt oligarchs ready to go and take over in Ukraine. But you know what? The Ukrainian people fought back. So please, I beg your listeners, don't listen to the the nutcases. Ukraine is our fight, and we don't even have to give any blood, because Ukrainians give the blood. Just give them the weapons. Give them the support. Brothers and sisters, my fellow citizens, it is dirt cheap, Compared to what will happen if we have to get in the fight some years down the road with Putin somewhere else if he invades a NATO country, so please stop the bully now. As far as the money goes, you've got ruthless, soulless, corrupt, ignorant politicians going back to their home district and saying, "Well, they're you're taking that they're taking that money from you, and they're going to send that money to corrupt Ukraine." Well, you know, first of all, the pennies we're sending to Ukraine compared to our other outlays. Um, <laughs> they're not they're, they're carefully monitored. We're really doing a good job of monitoring that money. But the other thing is it's not immediately fungible. Just because Ukraine is getting a, getting five dollars today doesn't mean that five dollars is taken out of your pocket. Well, what <laughs> the the, the line like
0: is the line that a lot of Republicans use is why are we spending money protecting Ukraine's border when we won't spend any money protecting our own border? And uh, again, it's it's not either or the United States certainly has enough money and is putting more money into border security, which I think most people consider is important and is worthwhile. But that idea that somehow uh, the crisis on our southern border uh, is traceable to our preoccupation with Ukraine has no substance to it at all, does it?
1: No, none whatsoever. It's, the money comes out of different pots. And by the way, we actually do spend a great deal of money, billions of tens of billions of dollars every year on our southern border. The problem isn't the money on the southern border. The problem is the policies, that we are simply unwilling to control that border. And you control the border by making it impossible for illegal immigrants to stay in this country. That is the key. If they cannot stay here, they do not come. Uh, but both parties are essentially inclusion of this on this for, for different reasons. And Michael, I am absolutely in favor of immigration. We need it. It's a key to our booming economy compared to European and other economies. Immigrants bring tremendous things. You, we're, we're, you and I, we're descended from immigrants, um, and I think we made some contributions in our time. I've served my country. You've served your country with your integrity and honesty in the media. Thank you. And immigrants are great. But they have to stand in line. You don't jump the line. You don't come illegally. Now, the Republicans have to give in and acknowledge the fact that we do need immigration. We need immigrants. The Democrats have to acknowledge that not every immigrant is a saint. Uh, And you know, you come here covered in gang tattoos, sorry dude, you're going back to El Sal. Um, We have to have (laughs) basic standards. We have to have integrity, honesty, acknowledge our needs but also be willing to enforce it when people break the law. You have no—we have a right to defend our borders. People uh, have—foreigners have no inherent right to come here. And, you know, obviously even the illegal immigrants, they fall into different categories. Of course they do. Some are striving for a better life. Some are drug runners. Uh, Sort them out. But the bottom line is this. Stopping aid to Ukraine would not help our southern border problem one bit. Um, they're, they're just different problems. It's like saying, well, you know, gee, I've got a cold, so I don't have to worry about cancer. It's a non sequitur. just doesn't, they don't, they don't relate. But Ukraine, bottom line for me, Israel's fighting our fight against terrorism. Ukraine is fighting our fight against totalitarianism. We Americans are so privileged to live in security in this country that there's no precedent in history. We're so rich and wealthy as a nation Uh, And we're such an ungrateful nation. that breaks my heart. We have so much to be grateful for. Bottom line, support Ukraine against Putin. Support Israel against Islamist terrorism. Yes, get control of the southern border. It's not about the money. It's about the policies and enforcement.